in those genes is something wonderful just waiting to get out. If you want to see me jerk off, it's 10. But if you just want to look at it, it's only five. Now you know I'm not full of doggy doo-doo. I am a star. I'm a star. I'm a star. I'm a star. I'm a big, bright, shining star. It's Boogie Nights. Welcome to the Center Cut. This is a momentous episode, number 69. Mm. I am Michael Diggler. And I am David Too Deep. It's episode 69, guys. Woo! I can't wait to suck your penis. I got dibs on top, David. That's okay. I'm a bottom boy. I don't know what that means. Me either. Now, we thought about just doing a straight pornographic movie for episode 69 and i i don't mean heterosexual straight though i would have preferred that i mean like an actual porn which i mean would have been great because our recap would have been like then he slowly slides his we could have basically just wrote a one of those novels that my mom reads (laughs) he slipped his his long schlong into her wet van her van yeah yep (laughs) (laughs) No, plus we all know what happens in the middle of porns. I doubt it's been a long time since you got to the middle of a porn. It is. It's been so long since I've sat down and watched a full sex scene, let alone a full porno. I like to try a bunch of flavors. I'm a put all the different color Skittles in my mouth at one time kind of guy, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I know what you're saying. (laughs) 69, baby. 69. David, what are we doing here today for any new people coming to the pod? Oh, yeah. We watched the first 15 minutes and the last 15 minutes of Boogie Nights. Then Michael and I are going to recap it, and then we're going to answer questions from listeners. And it's always the sexy. Always. Now, Boogie Nights came out in 1997. It was written and directed by Paul Thomas Anderson. It is a 70s porn period piece and stars Mark Wahlberg, Burt Reynolds, Julianne Moore, and a gaggle of other famous actors and actresses. There were many famous people in this. Yeah, this is like True Romance Part 2. Now, Burt and Julianne were nominated for Best Supporting Oscars, and the screenplay also received a nom. It has a 93-inch penis on Rotten Tomatoes, and their official review calls it, quote-unquote, groundbreaking. I don't understand. Is it groundbreaking because of the first time Mark Wahlberg whips out his penis, he physically breaks the ground with it? That might be it. David, I think it's time to get funky. Let's get funky. So I was expecting a completely different intro to this movie, but there's some like old-timey circus music playing (laughs) just kind of slowly as we stare at a black screen for like a solid minute and a half. (laughs) And then we see our title, Boogie Nights, on an old cinema entrance. And Best of My Love blares out of the woodwork and coming from every direction. And it's just like out of fucking nowhere. And it's it scared me the first time I watched it. David, we're inevitably going to be talking many a pork sword this episode. But let me just drop Mm -hmm. a wholesome factoid. So this song, Best of My Love, is by The Emotions, but it's written by Earth, Wind and Fire. Now, two years later, they did a song together called 
Boogie Wonderland. There's your hashtag Boogie Connection. <laughs> hashtag Boogie Connection. Yeah. Well, after I nearly peed my pants, we discover that we are in San Fernando Valley in 1977. As we enter a club named Hot Tracks. Hot Tracks. Two X's, so you know it's legit. Yep. And the club is run by Luis Guzman, so all is good in the world. I would totally check out a porn starring 2021 Luis Guzman. He's one of the people that it doesn't matter what they're saying. They just have a funny voice face combo. I'd be willing to vote that he also has a big penis. I think so, too. So we meet Luis, who is ushering Burt Reynolds and his wife. Julianne Moore. We don't know. Into the club. It seems like they're kind of local celebrities here. Like he's really taking care of them. Burton Reynolds, we find out his name is Jack and Julianne's name is Amber. And this is when we realize that Luis just really wants to be in a porno real bad. <laughs> yes. So he says, like, put me in your movies, baby. Yeah. As Bert and Julianne. Jack and Amber are sitting down at their table. Louise runs and and has somebody bring an order over to them, something on the house. And he runs up to the dance floor where we see a, a younger John C. Riley and Don Cheadle who are dancing with some chick on the dance floor. Yep. Looking very 70s. Very 70s. And they are both very young. Don Cheadle is dressed in cowboy garb and he's very excited about it. Mm -hmm. No idea. Heather Graham, who at this point was pretty young as well, rolls by Jack and Amber's table. She grabs her crotch a bunch like a five-year-old, and she says she has to pee. So Amber's like, okay, then go. You're an adult. <laughs> as we follow her to the bathroom, the camera pans, and we finally see him, busboy Marky Mark, and him and Jack lock eyes for a solid minute to two minutes. <laughs> the look Burt Reynolds gives Mark Wahlberg is illegal in six states. I know creepy. That was creepy. He legit undressed him from across the room. William H. Macy shows up. He's here, too. <laughs> the way his Ned Flanders looking face just pops onto the screen made me laugh out loud the first time that I watch it. So we only saw two scenes with him mm -hmm. in the whole movie. They were both in the first 15 minutes and both of them were phenomenal. <laughs> They were just so good. And also his name is Little Bill, which I assume is a reference to his schlong and not the old Nick Jr. show. Yeah, that will explain something that we run mm. into later. Maybe yeah. it will. We have some questions on it. Uh, apparently, he helps with Jack's movies, and he seems kind of like a producer or something like that. He puts together the crew, whatever that is, and he's trying to figure out, you know, when's our next movie? What's going on? And Jack kind of just shrugs him off and enjoys his evening. Mm -hmm. He was too distracted by, by Marky Mark. <laughs> Do you think that Mark Wahlberg calls his penis and balls Marky Mark and the Spunky Bunch, because that's what I would do. <laughs> that is exactly what you would do. That's not surprising <laughs> at all. So Jack heads into the back of the club here. He's looking for Marky Mark, who we learned shortly. His name is Eddie. And they have a really awkward conversation about like what he wants to do with life and shit like that. And then finally, Eddie comes out and is just like, so like five or ten. And Jack's like, uh, what? He's like, five for just a peek if you want to take a, a look-see, and ten bucks if you want me to jerk it right here. <laughs> this escalated quickly. Really quickly. I have so many questions, though, David. I also have so many questions. Now, my biggest question is, how did Jack know about his monster cock? I, he must have saw it from across the room, I guess. I don't know. Through the smock? He could tell by his shitty hair style <laughs> that he had a giant dick. <laughs> did Marky Mark wash his hands before he went back to handling the saucers? 
Probably not. And would Louis C.K. have gotten in trouble if he was charging money for the show? Like yes. if he told this, if he told the woman five dollars yep. if you just want to see it, ten dollars if you watch me jerk off. He probably wouldn't be in trouble right now. Just depends on how attractive you are. Yeah, I, I guess that's right. So he's explaining this to Jack, and Jack's like, "So do you do that a lot?" And he's like, "Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I've done it like a couple times tonight already." And he's like, "And you could do it again right now." And he's like, "Yeah." And he's like, "Oh shit, this kid's got a giant dick, and he can just like go all night." Work it over and over again. Let's do this. Yeah. If you thought Burt Reynolds eye humping a 17 year old boy was creepy, wait till you see him corner him by the sink and talk about his majestic pee pee. So inappropriate. Mm-hmm. So inappropriate. It's all crazy. Ugh. All absolutely crazy. But Jack does explain that he makes adult films. He invites Eddie back to his table and Eddie's like, no, no, I got to work. Like, this is how I make money. I couldn't do this to Luis Guzman, (laughs) which who could, honestly. (laughs) But the night ends and Jack and Amber are heading home. Amber heads to bed because she's tired and Jack does some drugs longing for Eddie's dick. (laughs) Amber calls to chat with her son before bed and gets Mm. rejected. So she has a, a son somewhere that she does not have a very good relationship with uh, or with his parents at least and she wasn't allowed to talk to him yep william h macy arrives home this was the our only other william h macy scene which was the camera work and the acting of this scene is just fantastic and we're seeing a view like down the hallway he walks in the door and you can kind of see the corner of a tv that's on so he walks in and like puts his stuff down and like looks at the tv confused like oh i wonder why it's still running my wife couldn't turn this off jesus so he turns it off and then the camera stays there and he walks into that room and then like tosses his shoes back into the hallway and like you see him for a second and then it's just the hallway and he's gone and then all of a sudden his head like pokes out from around the corner looking really confused makes his way down the hallway into his bedroom where his wife is fucking some young dude yep Mm -hmm. and this proves my theory about little bill's namesake right yep i think so what a ball sack though he might have a tiny penis but what a ball sack what a ball sack no i i am currently blessed with a faithful wife but if i ever caught my wife in the act i wouldn't go sleep on the couch i'd elbow that dude right in the face and go take a shit in his shoes or something like this guy's like okay i'll go lay on the couch also if i was fucking somebody else's wife and the husband walked in. I wouldn't just be like, could you close the door, please? We're kind of busy. I think you probably would, though. If you have the audacity to do that in the first place, you clearly don't give a shit about societal norms. I suppose. You might be right. Yeah. I'll try not to put myself in that situation. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> so he's basically like, you're fucking my wife. And she's like, go sleep on the couch. And he's like, okay. And that's the end of William H. Macy. Mm-hmm. Eddie arrives home. The camera kind of pans around his room to a bunch of posters and he just undresses and he has on some briefs and you can see the outline of just his whole dick and he just admires his sexy bod in the mirror. Yeah, we can tell from the room that this kid likes four things. Women, fancy cars, kung fu and tight little underwear that showcases long dong. Those are all the things you need. I guess that's accurate if you're a 17 year old man in yep. 70s California. Yeah. So he does some karate in the mirror, admires his dick, and then it's morning. Yeah, I appreciated the art of him rubbing his penis and doing karate, smash cutting into some sausages sizzling on the pan. Mm-hmm. Paul Thomas Anderson gets me. Yeah, so we, we cut to his mom preparing breakfast in the morning. His mom's just a huge bitch. And then we cut to Don Cheadle selling a sound system to a young dude. Don Cheadle, the original Megan Trainer, because it's all about that bass, about that bass. Yes. Thank you for saying that. That's what I had in my notes as well. And David, I used to have a 1998 Mercury Topaz that I bought for $800, which I promptly put a $1,200 sound system into. So 
this guy's right. It is all about the base. It's all about that base. Yep. And that's the end of the first 15 minutes. Yes, it is mid stereo pitch. Yep. We don't know if he ended up selling it. And the last 15 minutes begins at two hours, 12 minutes and 35 seconds. And it opens in a house somewhere. This dude who wasn't in the first section is in a robe and little red banana hammock. And he hugs a little Asian man in a cutoff Rick Springfield shirt. It's Doc Ock. What? Dr. Octopus. Who he is? played Dr. Octopus the in the original Spider-Man movies. No, the, the man in the red thong. Ah. Who doesn't know the words to Jesse's girl. Yes, that is what starts playing is Jesse's girl, fittingly. Mm. And I don't recall if I've talked about this on the podcast before, but my dad went through a phase where he made my mom buy him a bunch of man thongs. And that's all he wore for like three to four months mostly leopard print hold on all he wore like all he wore for underwear or all he wore in the house yes and no so it is all he wore for underwear but also sometimes that's all he would wear oh god again this is not a bit this is like every story i bring up this is this is my real life my life is fucked but anyway i had him give me one fresh out the pack I was intrigued. <laughs> well, I wasn't about to rock my father's hand-me-down thong. No, but I can't wait for the story the first time you wore a thong. It's not really much of a story. It just it wasn't it wasn't that comfortable. No, it can't be. What it is is it's a back of the drawer drawers. Like if all of my American Eagle boxers are dirty, I'll break out the thong and then Ashley will immediately do laundry. <laughs> You'll still rock that thing? Yeah, I, I wear it about once if a year. If necessary? Yeah, if necessary. It's it's like it's the last thing I'll wear for underwear. If I'm all out and laundry's not done yet, I'll put it on. Or if I'm trying to be sexy. That's amazing. <laughs> we need some art stat. <laughs> it's not going on the Instagram. Maybe. We'll see. Anyway, this little Asian man is throwing firecrackers around. <laughs> I don't understand <laughs> this at all. He's just lighting firecrackers, throwing them on the floor. So every few seconds, it's like, bah! Yeah. And bah! the robe man, who it's his house, by the way, he smokes what looks to be crack, I think. I think it's crack. I would guess that as well. Yeah. And he's just belting out some Rick Springfield. Going all out. Now we cut to Eddie, who's on the couch with John C. Riley and another white dude we don't know named Todd. Now, I'm not shitting you. For the next 44 seconds, I counted, we get a close-up shot of Mark Wahlberg just staring. Mm -hmm. Way to waste 4.89% of our last 15 minutes being artistic. Now we don't understand anything. Like, you literally just wasted almost 5% of our time. That's okay. Like, 10% of our time in the first 15, which is a black screen. That's true. (laughs) That's true. Eddie gets up and says that they have to go. John C. Riley following his lead, but Todd has other plans. He wants something that tiny underwear man has in his floor safe in his bedroom. He pulls out a gun, but Red Undies guy whips around and shoots Todd in the shoulder. Kablam! Good gun noise. Also, Eddie is Dirk now. Dirk Diggler. P.S. Mm-hmm. Robe dude skitters away into his bedroom <laughs> like a silver streak. It's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> He's so fast. <laughs> and then his enormous black bodyguard pulls out a pair of guns and shoots in the direction of Dirk and Riley. Todd puts like four or five bullets in the bodyguard's chest and then tries to rouse his crew before stumbling madly towards the bedroom. Jesse's girl has now faded into 99 loof balloons. And this song has never been more badass. I love 99 Lift Balloons. It's so cool here when Todd yeah. kicks open the door and just gets blown the heck back with a <laughs> shotgun blast uh-huh. to the chest by the Silver Streaker. And he starts shooting at Dirk and Riley, who run out the front door down to their red sports car. Was it a Corvette? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Okay, it's a Corvette. I think so. He shoots out all the glass, and Dirk just manages to get in the driver's seat as it starts rolling down the hill, and John C. Riley runs off into someone's backyard. 
Now, Dirk is freaking out as he drives off, and I swear the zoomed-in shot of his face while doing so brought back some major Jesse at the end of Breaking Bad when he drives off vibes. Someone better than me should put those shit side by side, and I bet it would be eerie. I hate Mark Wahlberg's hair. Oh, it's really bad. It's really, it's really terrible. bad. The dreaded low fuel light comes on, and we cut to him pushing the car in the daylight until he makes it to Jack Horner's house. Now, it seems as if they've had some sort of falling out, and Dirk apologizes but asks Jack for help. And he actually alternates saying versions of I'm sorry and I need help like five times before they hug. Yeah, it's really awkward. Yeah, I wish we knew what he's sorry about, but I'm sure there will be some questions. And Jack's wife, Amber, lets him cry in his lap. And this movie made me realize that Mark Wahlberg is shorter than me. Because his feet are like dangling off the couch like a little boy. Yeah, I think he's a little tiny boy with a giant dick. Don Cheadle opened his own super cool stereo store. And we see him recording a commercial for it while God Only Knows plays for the next few minutes. He tells people to come inside us. And his director is Amber. Heather Graham is in school taking a test, probably her GED. And some faceless black man beats the shit out of an old fat white dude in a prison cell. (laughs) No idea what that's about. Yeah. <laughs> Luis Guzman has opened up a new nightclub in the same location as his old one. Wonder what happened there called Rodriguez Brothers Nightclub. But he's just realizing that the G in Rodriguez is mistakenly a Q. Whoops. So good. Yeah. <laughs> Luis Guzman's the best. John C. Riley is a naughty magician now. Uh, we get to see some breastuses. So that was nice. <laughs> yeah, that was cool. Also, John C. Riley was very thin. I never knew. Never yeah, did. he's a little dude. Don Cheadle is having a baby with a woman we don't know, and they're live recording the birth. That'll sell some copies. Yeah, that camera was up in there. Yeah. When I was in middle school, we, we watched the birth video in health class, and the teacher rewound the VHS after and was like, oh, look, now they're shoving the baby back in as it was zoomed in on this poor lady's hairy vagina. It has stuck with me ever since. I don't think I ever had to watch that. It was rough. I don't even know what to expect when I'm expecting. <laughs> should read that book. Maybe I should. We cut to Jack walking through his house, captain of the ship, and we see most of our characters doing something or other. Maurice is cooking stinky Puerto Rican food. Roller Girl is just rollerblading around the house and apparently has a room there. Weird. John C. Riley is dunking naked, who I assume to be Buck's baby, in the pool. And the range and size of penises we see in a matter of less than a minute has got to be a world record. You got baby penis to giant penis, baby to giant. All in a minute. Yeah. This is the first time we've seen two penises in one piece of media. That is true. That's also the first baby penis we've seen, I think. In 69 episodes. Nailed it. Buck only can talk about stereos, apparently. And Jack calls Amber a foxy bitch. And I can't tell if she's happy or, or sad. Julianne Moore always plays such tormented women. What do you think? Is she is she happy? Is she sad? Is she mad? I actually honestly don't know either. Yeah. I, you're absolutely right. So hard to read her face. Yeah, she's very hard to read. Now, here comes the final scene. Are you ready for this load, David? Oh, I'm ready for it. Eddie slash Dirk is seated in front of a mirror. We get his reflection, reading presumably from a script, practicing his lines, including one about his 13 inches being a tough load. Mm -hmm. Then he puts out a cigarette, stands up, and tastefully pulls out his enormous, not completely flaccid penis. It's in like the 15 to 25% erect phase where the consistency, it's like a cow tail. Not an old Tootsie Roll. You know what I'm saying? Like a cowtail. I don't know what a 13-inch penis looks like flaccid, so I don't know that I could speak to this. It's not completely flaccid. There, You can see there's some, there's some texture to it. <laughs> some texture. Yeah, he just drops it over the front of his pants, like we all do when we have to pee at a stranger's house, and says, 
I am a big star. I'm a star. I'm a star. I'm a star. I'm a big, bright, shining star. And this is exactly how I psych myself up before I go to the grocery store. Dick drapage and all. Mm -hmm. He puts it back in, zips up, does a few karate moves for good measure, and living thing by the underrated ELO starts up and credits. Amazing. Wow. Before we close up shop on the movie here, we did have a question from Reddit user Jaster1752. That is more appropriate to talk about here than when we talk about the middle. They asked, what were your thoughts on the final shot? That's a big dick. Yeah, and I assume we are talking about the pickle drop, not like the very white Bruce Lee impression, right? (laughs) Yeah, I'm assuming that's what they... Not a shitty clip from Miami Connection. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, what a great movie. He was even dressed for it, kind of. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, we've all done it. It's just never looked quite like that for me. I talked about this in our Perry Mason episode in season one. But I'm an extreme grower, and I'm not afraid to say it. If Dirk's out here rocking a fire hose, I have one of those little yellow Capri Sun straws in comparison. But it's okay. I still have a hot wife, and I can poke my way through that silvery tinfoil juice pouch. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Uh, With my Capri Sun penis. Good job. Mm -hmm. My penis is also like that. A Capri Sun straw? (laughs) Yeah. It's not ideal. No. I am a grower and not a shower. Yep. It's the way to be. Yeah, I mean, hopefully he's not a grower, because otherwise that thing's going to be like three feet long by the end of it. Yeah, it is outrageous. But that was the movie. Now, we have many questions to talk about the middle. But before that, David, let's get into a bow chicka wow wow center commercial. Let's do it. Today's episode is brought to you by HelloFresh. Do you feel like you're stuck in a dinner rut? I got a feeling behind those bland dinners, there's just something wonderful waiting to get out. Voila. With HelloFresh, you get fresh, pre-measured ingredients with mouth-watering seasonal recipes delivered right to your door. Skip all those trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. You can now enjoy cooking and get dinner on the table in 30 minutes or less. With over 25 recipes to choose from each week, there's something for everyone to enjoy. All recipes are designed and tested by professional chefs and nutritional experts to ensure deliciousness and simplicity. I was looking at the menu this week and pecan crusted trout and the cheddar Wonder Burger stuck out. Add nut to anything and I will devour it. Leave your dirty jokes to yourself, David. Canadian listeners, go to the link in our show notes to get $80 off, including free shipping on HelloFresh, the number one meal kit. And if you're listening anywhere other than Canada, still check out HelloFresh. I bet you'll find something so tasty looking, you'll want to sign up. HelloFresh. Yeah, you you put nuts in your mouth. Ugh. Yeah, it was good to get out. Oh, boy. We have some questions to help us figure out the middle of Boogie Nights, don't we? Mm, we do. So our first question came to us from Instagram at Superficial Mel's. Mel's from the Damn Fine TV podcast. Yeah, Mel's. Yeah, Mel's. What answer does Dirk give Jack when he says, do you know the state you're in regarding his downward spiral? I am feeling very confident with this one. I bet that he says California. He's so drugged out of his mind and he mistakes it for the geographic meaning rather than, you know, his state of being. That is a pretty good answer. I'm going to say he reaches behind him and pulls the butt plug out of his ass and says, of course, I know what state I'm in. And that's it. Pretty sure that I'm right on this one. Nah, I think I'm right. It's California. All of the next questions are going to be from Reddit. And the first one is from Reddit user Phil Parma, who is Chest Rockwell. 
I will pray to the Lord in heaven that this is Luis Guzman's porn alter ego. <laughs> it has to be. Ah, uh, hmm. I went back and forth on this one, but I ended up going with Buck. I'm guessing that he dabbles in porn after hooking up with Jack's outfit. And the logic here is that Chest Rockwell sounds like a male porn name to me. Chest could be either, but Rockwell just doesn't have a feminine sound to it. Agreed. And then the only other real male character we know, John C. Riley, was thinner than an airhead candy. And I, I don't know why I'm on candy today, but <laughs> I must be prepping for Halloween. But Buck is my answer. All right. Wilbur fan asks, how does Buck go from stereo store employee to owner? So I think he links up with Jack and the crew by bringing his talents to the table, his audio knowledge. And maybe he either improves the audio tracks of Jack's flicks or actually makes some music for them. And side note, have you ever watched a porn clip where the sound doesn't match up? Like the moans are like six seconds off. <laughs> it's so off-putting. I get Insta-soft. Have you ever had that? Nope. Wow. Yeah, it's really bad. I watch high-quality pornography. Okay. Well, enough about my masturbatory techniques. I think he makes a bunch of money working with Jack by using his talents, and then he buys the place. I think he frames the owner for dealing drugs. Mm. And I think the owner is the old man who's getting beat up mm. in jail at the end. I have a connection there as well. So I like your thinking, but I don't, I don't think it's about dealing drugs. We'll get there. We will. Next question from Wilbur Fan. The film begins in 1977. What year is it at the end of the film? I'm going to say 1981. I'm thinking that it's starting to get a little bit 80s of a feel towards the end, but not too heavily 80s. And it didn't really look like Eddie or Dirk aged a whole lot. So my guess is 1981. David, I am exactly where you are. It's 1981. And here's why. Rick Springfield. I am basing this entirely off the fact that Jesse's Girl came out in February 1981, and the craze would have been in full swing, allowing the robed guy's Asian concubine to wear a Rick Springfield belly shirt, and for him to know all the words. Plus, that puts Eddie Dirk at 21 or 22, depending on when his birthday is, and that's reasonable. Though, he does have his hair slicked back at the end, and you only do that if you're 43 or in the movie Grease. So, or if your hair is so fucking terrible <laughs> that you need to slick it back in order to have it look decent at all. Mm, yeah, I guess it could be like 1982 or 1983, but I don't think it's any later than that. But my answer, like yours, is 1981. We're on the, the exact same page. All right. Well, our next question asker, Slothrop, <laughs> asked, what happened to Bill? Oh, little Bill. So maybe I'm going out on a limb here. But I think he died of AIDS. Now, <laughs> now, his wife was clearly sleeping around, having many a mysterious fishing pole in her pond, if you know what I'm uh -huh. saying. Yeah. And she contracted HIV and passed it on to him. Something about their relationship tells me that they haven't had sex in a long time. Yeah, I kind of thought about that real time. Like, <laughs> that would mean they actually had to have had sex, and that's impossible. Well, maybe it was like a pity fuck, though. It could have been a pity fuck. Like, yeah, I know I cheated on you. I'm sorry. Uh, you can put your penis in me this one time. Yeah, so... <sighs> but that's my answer. AIDS happened to Bill. I think he's also dead. We saw a portrait of him in the end in, in Jack's house. So I think he's dead. I think he OD'd. On what? Drugs. <laughs> It's not peanut butter and fluff sandwiches? Yeah. No, I mean, <laughs> yeah. Um, what drug? That's very loose. Cocaine. Okay. I think he OD'd on cocaine, and he kind of did it on purpose because he was distressed about his failing marriage and the shitty business relationship he had with Jack. Okay. Well, we both think he's dead, but for different reasons. Mm-hmm. Next question is from Cocaine and Caviar. 
That's what he overdosed on. <laughs> yep. Who kisses Dirk outside on New Year's Eve? Gotta be Roller Girl, right? That's the only thing that makes sense. Unless it's Julianne Moore, and that's gross. Oh, wait a minute. Yeah. Yep. I wasn't even considering male characters, mm-hmm. and I should have, mm-hmm. because there are loads of them. Yeah, I think it's a true question. I think most people would immediately slot in Roller Girl or Julianne Moore, but not me. I'm going with Jack. Dude is a vulture, a creep, oh. and frankly... I think he should be locked up with the colonel. More on him in a moment, but I think it's Jack. I think Jack kisses him. Changing my answer, I think it's Philip Seymour Hoffman. We have another question in here that I think is related to him, but I think it, it's him. He's he's trying to make his move. He's obsessed with Dirk. Okay, so we both think it's a man, though. Yeah. All right, Josh Klein 37 asks, what was the colonel arrested for? David, is it just me, or do you only think of KFC when you hear the colonel? 100%. It's the only thing that has kernels. It's wild that a marketing gimmick has allowed me to think of a codgy old racist who makes subpar chicken when the term has been around for military usage for like hundreds of years, but it's KFC. But no, the, the colonel, yep. this is the guy who gets beat up in prison at the end. I, I know that because of the captions. It, it says, colonel. I bet. And yep. the only realistic thing I can see a fat old man get arrested for is child porn. That or tax evasion. Oh, like he's not out here robbing banks or murdering a hooker. But I I think child porn would explain why he's getting his ass kicked. And I also think this plays into Buck being the new stereo store owner. The prior owner was the colonel and Buck helped get him in trouble for jerking it to kitty feet. Interesting. So we're kind of both on the same page that he was the prior owner. Yeah. Buck helped to kind of move him along to jail. Yes. But to double down on on what I said before, I I think he was arrested for selling drugs, or at least he was framed for selling drugs by Buck. Okay. We're similar, but a little bit divergence there. Yeah. Next question from kind of funny looking. Which two characters wrote the classic love song, Feel My Heat? So I think Eddie is one of them because we saw a guitar in his room in the beginning. And there's another question later on that mm-hmm. makes me think that he's doing music stuff. And I think the other one is Giant C. Riley, just because of like his stage presence at the boob show mm. that I think like he is a performer. Okay. I went with Eddie slash Dirk and Roller Girl. Mm. Now, I'll elaborate on the Dirk side in a moment. But of all the other characters we know to duet with, she piqued my interest because I think for it to be a love song, the other person has to be a female. I mean, not necessarily, but it sounds like a duet to me. And she's like similar age. So I went with her. But I bet also that Buck uses his audio knowledge to help them record it. Interesting. All right. Yes, sir. Ski 2223 asks, what other art medium does Dirk attempt when briefly quitting porn? Well, based on my last answer, I have to go with musician. And instead of tickling the pink, he wanted to tickle the ivories. Instead of banging some bimbos, he wanted to bang the drums. Instead of laying down some woman, he wanted to lay down some sweet, sweet late 70s vocals. Dirk, the musician. Cool. Uh, yeah, I also think it's music. I mean, uh, yeah, just from prior answer, I think it makes the most sense. It does. I think he, uh, he tries to be a musician. Next question from Chicago Shadow. What important thing does Amber lose? Her son. Ah, I was hmm. I was originally thinking anal virginity, even though this is about a porn star. I don't think they went there. I'm going to go with her husband because I don't think Jack was originally her husband. I think that he was a side piece and her real husband passed away. And that's why she looked a little tormented at the close of the film. Yeah, it's cool if Jack calls you a foxy bitch and sugar tits. But what about poor Carl? What about poor Carl? (laughs) All right. Our next question from Chicago Shadow. 
What does Scotty buy to impress Dirk? So I think that Scotty is John C. Riley. So I think he buys that red sports car that we see Dirk drive at the end. He knew that fancy cars were one of the four things that middle school education Dirk liked. So boom. And as somebody who has, until the past few years, never spent more than $800 to buy a car, and my recent purchase was a 20-year-old Subaru, and has only washed my car by choice once in my life, I will never understand the desire to blow money on a vehicle. Buy a better house or like buy a bunch of Entenmann's Danish. And I'm still waiting on that ad money, Entenmann's. Where are you at? Hook us up. Yeah, hit us up, Entenmann's. We want to put our penises in your Danish. Wow! Woo! But true, but true. But also true. Who would never want to do that? I'm doing it. I'm <laughs> going to do that this weekend. <laughs> Sign me up. <laughs> I I think Scotty is Philip Seymour Hoffman. Why? Because he's one of the only other characters that we didn't learn a name of. Well, who's John C. Riley's name then? Bill. No. <laughs> Bill is William H. Macy. Bob. <laughs> Brandon. No. I just think that it's Philip Seymour Hoffman. I don't know. The fact that he like had nothing to do other than hold a camera this whole movie makes me think like he had more of a part in it than we think he did. Well, what did he buy? A replica of Dirk's penis. Wow. After he became a famous porn star, he sold perfect replicas of his penis and... Scotty got his hands on one. He got more than his hands on one. Yeah, he did. If you're offended by anything we say this episode, like we're talking about a movie about a porn star and we literally see a 13 inch penis. Like, what did you expect us to talk about? Yeah. And you know what? Mark Wahlberg's real penis is inside that 13 inch penis. You think they put it inside it? I, don't, I think they put it over it. I don't think it's inside. <laughs> it's a prosthetic. You think he puts it inside of the fake thing? No. It's that would make the it. most sense. No, you just put it in front of it. Like you hide yeah, it. Yeah, it's just it. like they took a cast of his penis and then molded a bigger penis over that penis. <laughs> no, no. But left the open cavity so you could just slide it right on no. there so it looked nice and no. real. Last question. No, Get into I it. I think so. As, oh, God. I feel like this is an easy word. And for some <laughs> reason, it's like really bad. Esaus? Sure. Asks, whatever became of that little slut Cheryl? Cheryl is the one who cucked little Bill. Right? No idea. Well, I'm going to guess that that's her. And as I said, I think she gives him AIDS. But I don't think she's dead yet. I think she's in a hospice because of her hoe spice. Hospice. Hoe spice? Hoe spice, yeah. Her hoe spice. Yep. What was Little Bill's connection to Jack anyway? I think he's like the producer for his movies. Like, I think like a he's producer. the one who like fronts the money not necessarily fronts the money but like hired cameramen and mm. like crew and stuff like that okay so if jack is like directing the whole thing like he's not going to do all that so i think that was his role okay now i looked up the actress of little bill's wife because i thought she looked familiar and apparently she was a huge porn star in the 80s so i didn't know her from that oh really yeah but uh, nina hartley was her name she did look familiar yeah she really did but apparently i've never seen her anything. has she done other acting not that i know of no it's basically all 80s and early 90s porn. Weird. Yeah. But anyway. I definitely wouldn't have watched 80s and early no, 90s porn. No, I definitely have not watched late 80s or early. Well, I mean, maybe I did when I was like 12 trying to jerk off to like scrambled porn. And maybe I saw like a scrambled version of her oh, face. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You click up to like channel 75 or something. It was 62 in my area. Yeah. Yeah. Where the Playboy channel was shittily blurry. Yeah. But you could like, listen, if you watched scrambled porn for enough. You could make out a boob. You could, yeah. For you could, sure. Yes. I definitely, I have came to scrambled porn when I was under the age of 15. It's just. Is it came or come? I don't know. <laughs> we'll come back to you next episode and let you know. I have come. I think I had came. To that. I have came. 
Maybe just take out the half. I yeah, came. I came to scramble to come or not to come. That is the question. Anyway, the <laughs> we're we're very far astray. Uh, the mm-hmm. answer is she's in a host spice. She's in the host spice. I don't believe you put this forty-five-year-old woman in a hospice just because you wanted to make your stupid host spice joke. Well, no, I think she has AIDS. Terrible. <laughs> Do you know what became of that little slut, Cheryl? She got what she deserved. That's my answer. <laughs> Direct, succinct. I like it in comparison to my my answer. Yeah, which is twenty <laughs> minutes long just to make your host spice joke. Uh, All right. So we have a question from Mister Edward Truck, mm. your favorite listener. Mm. Who are bigger dicks, the rig on Dirk Diggler? Or fans of painful, dull, bland, lame show lost. That is not written well, Ed. Ed, you can't even use proper grammar to ask a question, and I'm supposed to trust your taste in television shows? You probably watch reruns of The Big Bang Theory in your Snuggie and then go microwave some oat milk to sip your lame self to sleep. Your opinions are trash. Lost, and consequently Damon Lindelof, are peak quality. And I hope you choke on a 13-inch prosthetic penis. Goodbye. Don't you dare talk about... I don't even remember what you talked about that I wanted to <laughs> tell you not to talk about. Ugh. Don't you dare talk about oat milk like that, you son of a bitch. Some of us can't have real milk or we poop a lot. I actually really like oat milk. Yeah, so fuck you. <laughs> I've really been into oat milk lately. You fucking motherfucker. motherfucker. <laughs> oh, man. Oat milk's kind of great. I'm really in oat milk. Well, Ed Truck had some postscripts. Mm. P.S. Thank you for the love song, Mikey Jr. P.P.S. Lost sucks more than Roller Girl. P.P.P.P.P.S. Ed Truck. I still hope that you choke on a 13-inch prosthetic penis. Thanks, Ed. <laughs> for submitting your question. You're a lovely listener. David, those were many questions. I I don't think I know about the middle. I may have to watch this one. Yeah, it really took a lot of twists and turns there. You're talking about the 13-inch penis, right? Like, there was a lot of twists. Why were they in the... No, that was straight as an arrow, baby. Yeah. Why were they in Dr. Octopus's love shack? <laughs> Why was there a small Asian man throwing around firecrackers? I think it's time for center counts, David. All right. I give this, I'm between a four and a five. Wow. I actually do think that there were a lot of pretty cool shots. The cinematography was pretty neat. The hallway scene in particular was yeah. like my favorite thing in the whole movie. That was really good. I think some of the script was so awkward and weird that it mm. was good. Like, why did Jack say doggy poo poo? <laughs> or whatever he said. Like, why? Like, you know, my word isn't doggy doo doo. Yeah. Like, you're a fucking director of porn movies. What are you doing? <laughs> Burt Reynolds? Yeah. What are you doing? Also, you're cornering a 17-year-old boy in, in talking about his penis. That's, yeah. you know, I don't, maybe that was okay in 1977, but not really okay. how old he was now. so early. Yeah, he, exactly. He didn't talk about his penis and then ask how old he was. He asked right up front, knew he was 17, and then proceeded to talk about his penis. Oh, you're 17, but you have a big dick that you jerk all the time? Want to come sit at my table? <laughs> what? Yeah. But yeah, I I did I enjoyed the script in that way where it was like I think it probably captures what a lot of that industry was like in the 70s. Like I could see it right now like where you have to like make sure to take OSHA into consideration and like you have to have like the workers rights posted in the break room. But in the 70s, I could imagine that getting out of control. Mm-hmm. 
All right. I convinced myself it's a five. So I went with three out of seven. Wow. Hear me out. I have a feeling that I would appreciate this much more had I seen the entire thing. But just like an actual pornographic film, this thing feels like it's all about the characters. Like you don't watch a porn for the rising action unless the rising is your sweatpants. You don't watch it for the art of it unless there are arteries carrying blood to your Johnson. You watch porn to see the journey the two or three or seven characters take. The journey of sex. I also think I'm not the ideal audience for this. Sure, the 30-second mirror shots of an elephant tusk-sized member is cool, but I wasn't born until 1986. The 70s are completely lost on me. Oh, man, I wish I could have been in the 70s. If they were so great, then why did we move on to the 80s, huh? Huh? Because every everything changes. The 90s huh? were great, but why did we move to the shitty 2000s? Huh? 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 <laughs> I don't know. I think I would rate this higher if I saw the full thing, but I am only judging off the ends. And there was a lot of weird child porn stuff and drugs and dick shots. So I, I'm three out of seven. The dick shots did affect it a, a tad, I think. From a four to a five. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's where we are. Before we do this, I have one question for you. Yeah. The end of this movie. Do you think that they were preparing to film a porno? And do you think that it was going to be Dirk and Amber? Mm, no, I don't think so. I don't know. The way she was dressed and sitting in front of the mirror and stuff, and he came in and said she's super sexy, and the Dirk was like talking himself up. I think they were getting ready to film a movie with the two of them. Dirk Diggler and Amber Waves? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe that's why she had such a weird face. Maybe. She was preparing it to put some things in it. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be so big. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. It's so big. That can't be fun. A 13-inch dick. Yeah, that was a lot, David, figuratively and literally. And sexually. We need to cleanse our palate. What are we doing next? I just humped my desk, guys. <laughs> you did hump your desk. You rubbed your wood on some wood. Now, David, what do we have coming up next? Episode 71, Boring, is going to be our next proper episode, which will be coming out October 20th. And we will be covering you, season one. Netflix show. Season three is about to drop, so we wanted to get in on the business, and we're doing season one. Also, it's like kind of scary and creepy for Halloween times. What do we have before that, though, David? Before that, we have a center chat that's very important. Would we rather have Mark Wahlberg's face or Dirk Diggler's dick? Wow, that's a lot to think about. Can we have both? Depending on what you choose, I can give you both. Wow. I don't know what that means. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting conversation about how comfortable we are with large penises. Yes. And bad haircuts. <laughs> Plus, I guess your hair doesn't include your face. No, it doesn't. So no, that's it. not part of the conversation anyways. It's not. No, hair can be whatever you Could want it to be. put my own shitty hair on Mark Wahlberg's Well, let me face. ask you this, and maybe we can talk about this in the episode, mm. but when we say his face, does that count his current facial hair, or can you add or subtract facial hair? Any picture you can find of Mark Wahlberg with the correct amount of facial hair that you would like to have we'll get there in a week we'll talk to you then perfect i can't wait to talk about mark Wahlberg's facial hair and as always if you have feedback send it to the center cut cast at gmail.com yes and follow us on instagram we post all our center chat posts so you can weigh in on those you can check out some other artwork we're also always on the facebook's and the twitters so you can check us out there as well yes please and we love you for being here. We made it to episode 69. We couldn't do it without you. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I can never do it without you. Every night. Yep. You're with me. Mm. 
You never told us if you got a boner. During the dog shot? During any of Boogie Nights. No, I didn't. Sad. Yeah. So it is, in fact, just big redheaded boys. It's not what I'm viewing. I just need to hear them talk about it. It was the narration that really got me. Round S. <laughs> yeah, like if Dirk Diggler, when he whipped it out, was saying like, I'm going to stick this in some, like I probably would. Yeah, I might. I'm just going to fucking put this right in someone's van. Yeah. Yep. That would have done it for me. <laughs> All right. Well, like the space between Dirk's cock and the floor. Who am I kidding? There's no space between <laughs> Dirk's cock and the floor. Hey, it's always better in the center. 